Hey, this is Paul from the Techno Funk Boy. And today we are here for a very important purpose. We are here to defend Final Fantasy IV from the heathens. If you are, I'm, I'm actually recording this for two separate things today. And so uh, you are either seeing this on the YouTube channel uh, or in the backlog breakdown, uh, one of one of the, the bite-sized episodes in podcast form. If you're seeing me on one, I really encourage you to, to go to the other one. If you are a fan of the backlog breakdown um, uh, podcast, uh, Please do go over to YouTube and check out the Techno Funk Boy channel. Uh, I do a lot of videos on Dungeons and Dragons and uh, video, uh, retro video games, mostly video game music. And we're going to get to that, but we're actually going to be talking about a particular game, Final Fantasy IV, in this episode. Um, if you are catching me on YouTube, despite the fact that I am going to be um, responding to things that were said on the backlog breakdown. Um, I actually really do recommend this, uh, this show. Um, I've, uh, it, it, I, it's one of my favorite podcasts and it's actually part of the network that I'm a part of the play well network or, uh, one of the pwn casts. And, uh, and I was a fan of the, I was a fan of this podcast well before we made the network. And so this, <laughs> this is not just an ad, uh, in-house uh, uh, advertisement. Um, but uh, I really, uh, really do love this show. And this, all of this is done in, in good fun. But Josh, uh, in, a, in a recent episode, was they were culling their top 100 games of all time. And Josh suggested the removal of Final Fantasy IV. Um, and uh, mentioned in the podcast that this was going to make Paul upset. That's me. And it did. <laughs> and, um, and so I, uh, I, I, I let him know that I was going to be doing this and that I would be submitting it for a bite size. Uh, he, he is, a uh, if, if you are hearing this on the, the backlog breakdown feed, then he's a man of his word. If, it's not there then we all know what happened and um and he is uh he is probably hiding in shame right here for daring to suggest such a thing um if if you are watching on youtube or if you followed my channel i the stuff on, behind me i didn't just put this up for this video now i did change into my cane t-shirt for this video but behind me i have all of the player playable characters uh, uh, from Final Fantasy IV on on the wall behind me. I, I made those with perlers. I also have a um, a, a scroll, uh, one of my favorite uh, uh, images um, uh, inspired by the game. It is an image of Cecil and Kane on uh, on the deck of an airship, uh, possibly from the very first scene, uh, because we do see it is uh, it is uh, Dark Cecil uh, in the in the um, in the image. Uh, I love that. I love that image. I am a, a Final Fantasy IV fanatic, and it has remained one of my very favorite games since I bought it new on SNES back in the day. Um, I should have grabbed it. It is it is somewhere over here. I do still have the cart. Um, but uh, Josh laid out a little bit of a case on why he thought this. And to his credit, he does say he very much enjoyed the game. He just 
didn't think it belonged on that list. And, uh, and so I'm going to respond to a couple of things, and I'm going to point out a few things that I believe Final Fantasy IV does better than the other Final Fantasy games, and really any of the any of the other JRPGs. So one of the things that Josh mentioned was just really a preference uh, a preference thing, and that was with grinding. Um, if grinding you know modern games have cut down on grinding quite a bit but if you do not enjoy grinding you are not going to enjoy the first couple of decades of jrpgs i'm sorry um that being said if you if you really do want to play this game and um and don't like grinding there are a few ways that uh you can very sneakily uh severely cut down your grinding time um the 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 way i prefer there are a few places but the way i prefer is actually on mount ordeals and this is after uh this is after the transformation of of cecil and uh and and just as a warning there will be spoilers here if you have not played the game um uh, uh we, we we will be hitting on some spoilers but after the transformation um uh cecil is now kind of <laughs> kind of has this this power this holy power to him and that makes the undead creatures on the mountains uh it, it makes it very difficult for them to hit him and it makes him very easy for him to hit them uh and so after you game a few levels you can actually kill off the other members of the party and just grind by yourself and they will barely hurt you especially as you just start gaining levels and gaining levels and gaining levels um and the good thing is it's just the way the game game is set up is that uh, Rydia, Rosa, and Kane will also gain levels because when they're not in the party, they gain le- they gain experience along with Cecil, and so um, they will gain levels even though they're not there. And so uh, by the time you get to Edge, uh, he has a starting level that he he's set at. Um, but everybody else will be super buff as they come back to the party. If you just spend a little time there and that will kind of pretty much eliminate the rest of the game, uh, uh, grind wise. Um, and so that's when I go back through, that's where I do my grind. Um, but that is a preference thing. And I, I'm not going to sit here and tell people that they're wrong for not liking grinding. That's fine. I totally get it. I started learning how to grind in, in the original dragon warrior and, and so it, it is actually something that relaxes me. And so I'm I'm not going to sit here and uh, and and tell uh, and tell people that they shouldn't do that. Um, the second thing he mentioned though is a real criticism of Final Fantasy IV, and one that I, to an extent, agree with, and that is the repetitive cycle of characters dying and coming back. Now I don't. Um, I, I it, it's not as bad as I think Josh was saying it was. Um, there is a scene where uh, the a Levi- Leviathan pops up out of the water and crashes your ship. I'm really wondering if this is what he's referring to for some of these supposed deaths, but I don't count those. I don't. I I I don't know that anybody ever thought that those characters died. You know what I mean? I, I don't think that was ever like, con- like uh, it, I don't think you were ever supposed to think that all those characters were dead. The point of that was to get Cecil all by himself on the coast right next to Mysidia so that he had to go crawling back to the very people that he had physically harmed, some of them killed, and stolen from earlier in the game. 
in repentance. And that was setting up his great transformation that we're going to get to uh, soon. That being said, there are five other characters who die in the game and only one of them actually dies. And, uh, and I wholeheartedly agree that this is a weakness in the game. I don't think it's as, I don't think the is is weakness as, 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 as Josh was mentioning. And I think that we agree on where it works. And so let's kind of go through these. There's four scenes, five characters. First one is the twins, um, in, uh, in Baron castle. The second one is Tella and then there's Sid and there's Yang. Um, uh, Yang locks himself in, uh, in, in the tower control room to blow it up. Sid, uh, Sid, and this is, this is the most egregious one. Sid jumps out of the airship holding a bomb to blow up other airships and somehow survives. I do consider that a weakness in the game. <laughs> um, so Sid and, and Yang happen at close to the same period. And in the, in the two of these, the, the, these two deaths are really at a point in the game where you were ever since Mount Ordeals, you have been gaining momentum and, and gaining strength and really things were starting to come together. But we hit this point in the game, um, where things start, your plans start falling apart. And there's a there's a lot of events in in this area that um, that that show this, and um, and and those two those two supposed deaths are part of that of that experience. Um, I played this when I played this again without the level without the level grinding in there. I played this whole segment in one sitting, and. Uh, the impact of it was was very very great to me because uh, it's supposed to make you feel like you're starting to lose and it did and I knew these I knew these characters weren't dead but it still made me feel that way um, now they both come back and and it's kind of anticlimactic because neither one of them really do much of anything once they come back um, and it's so I don't necessarily think they should have come back um, I have, uh, I have been on the record in, in, uh, in, in my old podcast of saying that I think the la- the final party should have had Yang instead of edge. And this was the other, I'm going to go on a diversion. The other major weakness of the game for me was edge. Not that I didn't like him. I actually love him. I actually love him, but the, but you first get him. He's the last, um, he's the last character, the, the last super major important character to be introduced in the game and he comes at a time where things are really ramping up for the end you know you got a lot more to do but you feel like you're in the end game now and edge is really trying to bring in some like really like emotional backstory and situations there that i that at that point in the game i wasn't really ready for Whereas Yang, we knew enough about that, like he, he, you know, we already know him. You know, he could, he, he could, he could have added some more, more of that story. Um, and so I did think that Yang should have been in the final party instead of Edge, or Edge had been introduced a lot earlier in the game. Um, so back, back to the, back to the deaths and all that. Um, those were the two deaths that, uh, or, or at least the deaths were. I think the deaths. 
it hit home enough. Uh, they did what they were supposed to do. And just added to that that feeling of this is not going well, guys. This is not going well. Um, but the returns did not hit hard. Um, where where these deaths really hit is Tella and the twins. Now uh, we'll hit the twins first because they it happens first, and. This was this, this was such an amazing, powerful scene because you, it, first of all, just that moment where they the, the the walls are literally coming in on you, and the two twins tur- voluntarily turn themselves to stone to push back the walls and letting you out was, and then there's this moment of this mournful music and the other characters just standing there for a minute. And as a player going through it the first time, you like you're like, okay, what 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 do we what do we have? Can what can we what can we do to to fix this? And nothing works. And you keep going through the game because you're you're pretty sure they're not actually dead. They're just stone. They just turned themselves to stone. It's it's fine. And and so you go about and you're like, okay, surely like the around the next corner, surely there's going to be a cure. Uh, and so there's, there's like rumors going around the, the, the playground of, of like, you know, oh, well, uh, maybe, maybe if we find a tail, then we can trade that for a cure. Something, something. And they do return to the game, but they return so late into the game that it's, it, it really is that kind of, uh, it, it's to the point where you, you think that you're starting to think maybe they're actually gone. You know, maybe, maybe that was it. And I think that's why that one hits so hard. It's and works so well, but they're not dead. And they do come back at the end. Um, uh, Tella, Tella's actually dead. Tella's actually dead. And Tella is great uh, because his arc, his story arc, is truly like this, uh, uh, truly tragic. And by tragic, I mean in the old-fashioned use of the term, like when Shakespeare wrote a tragedy, a a tragedy is not just something bad that happens. A tragedy is where a character in their flaws brings about their own destruction. Okay. So when you read Shakespeare, when it's talking about a tragedy, this is what he's talking about, that it's the character's hubris or, or something like that, that really brings about his destruction. Tella is like that. Tella's, Tella's need for vengeance is what brings him down. And it's such an incredible scene because he's first being fueled by his vengeance to do things that he had not been able to do to reach a level of power that he thought impossible and to accomplish it and to exceed his own limitations. That vengeance is propelling him to fight Golbez solo. But it's too much. It's too much for him. And that what that's what makes this the, his death 
such a great, tra- truly tragic moment. And uh, and Tella, one of my one of my favorite characters and in, uh, in video games. And um, in the fact that Tella dies and dies dies dead. That's what. That's what does that switch in our head that maybe Yang isn't coming back and maybe Sid isn't coming back. And toward the end of the game, when you've tried and you've looked everywhere, everywhere for a way to save Palamporum, maybe it's not going to happen, you know? Um, <laughs> and this, this is the first in a string of, of, you know, of, Final Fantasy games taking out a hero and like everybody, uh, you know, everybody felt the punch in the gut in, in, in number seven when it happened to Eris and um, uh, <laughs> this is the one that punched me in the gut was Tella was Tella um, and so yeah, that's um, uh, I all in all, I think it, I think that's actually a good criticism but uh, uh, but the character deaths bring so much more to the story and actually provide uh, two of the of the most emotionally impactful moments of the game, and uh, and so I you know I I I I, I don't want I don't want to I don't want to say that you know the 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 repetition of death and rebirth um, is uh, it is is a downer on the game because character deaths is is actually one of the highlights of the game, but. Uh, but I do think that um, uh, particularly Sid and Yang are one of the are one of the weaker points of the game. Um, but let's talk about what this game gets right because it does so much so well that um, you know my my puny little complaints about like edge and a couple of character deaths just pale in comparison to what this game accomplishes. First of all, Cecil, Cecil is Cecil remains my favorite character in any final fantasy game and very probably my favorite character in video game history. He, when we first meet him, he's being torn up by his own actions and he is lost as to what to do, and um, and <laughs> questioning uh, questioning these things only brings more heartache and more problems for him. Um, and this is not new, but what they do with them is extraordinary. Is they you immediately get put on a path of growth. And redemption, and the path to growth is not is not the obvious one, and it's symbolized by the armor and swords that he finds. You're gonna notice as you get weapons and armor that the names of these armor just keep getting darker, and this this is a symbol of. Cecil wanting to do the right thing, but at the same time going about it the only way that he knows how and the only way that is not going to work through darkness. And so what he's trying to do at the beginning of the day is to be good by out darking. Is that a word? Darking the darkness. And that leaves him 
alone on the beach by Mysidia. And he's told then that you're going the complete wrong direction. It's really interesting. It's really cool that Cecil begins at level 10 in this game because he's already, he's already, he's already experienced. He's already a commander. He's done so much. He's so strong already. But what they're telling him is you have to give up all of that. You have to give up that really awesome sword that will cause uh, enemies to swoon if you don't kill them right away. So you can one shot those zoos in the field. You have to give that up. You have to give up all the levels you gained. You have to give up your armor. And you're going to be left with a shirt on at level one uh, at the end of this. Cecil is forced, and this is fairly soon in the game, Cecil is forced to give up everything in this act of repentance to be redeemed. And in that act, he becomes the paladin that we that we know. And in the in the last in the last trial, he has to face his dark self. And uh it, we, we've seen we've seen this this trope in video games too, haven't we? You know, of Dark Link and, and stuff like that, but it has never been done like this. Um, that the that is one of my very favorite scenes in video game history is on the top of Mount Ordeals when Cecil faces himself, and it is it, it's it's beautiful. It's it's a beautiful beautiful scene. And what emerges is Paladin Cecil is 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 everything that we want in a hero you know is that he has his flaws but he has overcome them he has risen above them he has become a great leader he has become a righteous leader he has become more kind more compassionate and it's exciting to follow him Rydia is my favorite female character in in Final Fantasy history. And she goes through a similar change. Um, but it is a, it, hers is a coming of age story and not a fun one. But she, it, we first see her when, when Cecil has literally killed her mom. And her learning to trust, to, 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 to accept that, you know, uh, that, uh, his, his that he had he had done it unknowingly to forgive him of that and to grow past her grief um they uh she's taken off screen and in aged magically because she's in the world of uh the the eidolons the summoning monsters uh where time flows differently and so she returns as no longer a child but a young woman and she has learned um she has learned her own compassion. She has learned forgiveness. Um, she has uh, she she has learned power. Uh, and her dramatic entrance when everything is lost to Golbez and Tella's dead, and she comes in and throwing spells like a nobody's business. I really like grinding. Because if, if you grind Cecil up to level 60, then she should, or, or a little bit above, then she should come back as level 62. And so she can come in and you can actually cast Medio in that battle. And it's glorious. <laughs> it's glorious because it's like, oh, Tella, you, could, you, you thought this was impossible? Watch. It's so much fun. Um, 
Cain. Cain is one of my favorite characters because he is on the same road as Cecil, but without the real repentance, without the real redemption. And that makes him susceptible to Golbez's mind control. And he keeps twisting this way and that. And at the end of the game, we find him on Mount Ordeals trying to find that peace that Cecil has found and not trusting himself until he does. By the way, that plot is resolved in the after years. Um, and if uh, and a lot of people don't like that game, I actually do like the game, and it's clunk. It's very clunky. It's not. It's not as good, nearly as good as this game. But Kane's plot in that game is spectacular. It is so good, uh, so good. Um, the music, because uh, look, Uematsu just does magnificent music, and. Um, uh, and I'm going to put uh, in this video, I'm going to throw some of the, the, the remixes that Techno Funk Boy has done uh, of Final Fantasy music in, in the background here uh, that you can find. You can find everywhere. It's 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 available everywhere. Um, uh, but um, the music is spectacular. And Uematsu's music is always great. But this game is way up there on soundtrack it is um it's if, if it's not the best then it's it's top three uh easy um some of the themes are are just are so moving and so spectacular um that uh they uh they they really they really drive the scenes Something else that I think we overlook is this is one of the last games or last game for a while. I'm trying to think of when they kind of brought back um, the, the distinction between characters. But this is uh, for, a, for a long time. They're not going to have another Final Fantasy game where um, each character is bringing a certain specialty into the fight. You know, in Final Fantasy V, you have jobs. And uh, the um, the espers in Final Fantasy VI make it so everybody can pretty much do everything by the end of the game. And so, what does it really matter? But in here, the 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 members of your current party are going to dictate how you fight that fight, and in in that that makes it like uh, sometimes difficult. Like on Mount Ordeals, when you have Cecil and a bunch of wimpy ma magic users, you know, um, who can lay down some damage, but they're kind of weak. Um, and uh, and so when you get to the last battle, it's not like the last battle in uh, in Final Fantasy VI where you're like Ultima, 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 Ultima. Uh, no, no, it's like okay, it's Edge. We got to throw something. Ridia, let's get some. Uh, you know, let let let's summon you know something or, or do some black magic. Oh, it's Rose's turn. Got to make sure that that you know uh, Cecil's berserk or or you know get get healing on the party. Kane, get into the air. Oh, love that about Kane, by the way. You know that he's up in the air a lot, which causes him to miss a lot of damage. But when he comes down, oh, it's, it's so satisfying. Um, great, great, great stuff. And uh, it's, so that really kind of makes you think through your party and how you want your party to act in these things. Golbez, you know, uh, Golbez is is a fantastic villain. It is one of those Darth Vader things where he's not the real villain after all. And the real, real villain um, is 
does not have that kind of emotional impact like a Kefka does when you're following Kefka the entire time or like X-Death in Final Fantasy V when you're, you know, you just hate that guy so much and you want to kill him. Um, but uh, Golbez up until uh, up until that end, uh, that end is just a really, really great villain. Last thing I want to mention is the dungeons um, because... You know, when, when when you're playing when you're playing a JRPG and there's so many dungeons and there's so many things, it like it's very easy to get them all, you know, kind of mixed up in your mind. But the dungeons in this game are are distinct, you know, and they have they have a different flow to them and they have a different look to them. And like when you come down, your first dungeon is that kind of mysterious, kind of creepy you know cave of mist and you're not sure what's going on um you gotta go you, you're gonna go to the um to the really dry uh den of the of the antlion where there's so you know so many kind of bug type monsters or you know go up on mount Hobbs where it's just you know kind of more of a mountain thing um oh i forgot the 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 waterway uh which you know you're you know literally it'll literally going off the edge of a of a <laughs> of a um, uh, waterfall which is a terrible way to get between uh, kingdoms and somebody should have fixed that a long time ago but um, you know they're, the, these these areas have distinct feels to them and um, in you know in, 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 all, in, in so many of them that you can you can take, take a glance at know where, where people are in the story um, just based on the personality of the dungeons which I just absolutely love so I've gone on for 30 minutes now, uh, which makes a terrible video and a terrible bite size. If you have stuck with me so long, thank you. If you find me on YouTube, if you're listening to the podcast, if you're watching on YouTube or um, or, or another uh, uh, video service, uh, we are uh, we're you know actually on Rumble now, and so. Um, uh, go ahead and hit that subscribe button. That uh, that that means a lot to me. Um, and uh, if if you're if you're watching on the video version, uh, head over to the backlog breakdown. I really do love those guys. And um, and even um, I, I will probably still love them if they make the decision to cut Final Fantasy IV. Um, but it will be harder. It's just gonna be harder. Um, I, Josh, Josh, you are Spoonie Bard. I'm sorry. You spoonie bar. We'll see y'all later. so much for listening to this episode of the backlog breakdown if you want to join in the conversation you can email us at the backlog breakdown at gmail.com or join our facebook group the backlog book club on facebook and on twitter our handle is at bb downcast of course you can also catch nate and i on our social media platforms like facebook twitter and the gg app I go by Broccolope, that's spelled B-R-O-C-C-O-L-O-P-E, and Nate goes by Nate underscore McKeever. Till next time, loggers, you keep beating down those backlogs, and we'll keep breaking down the benefits. <laughs>